0: Sudhanya here and welcome to my podcast Um, in today's episode I wanted to talk about a topic which I think everyone is probably worrying about right now Um, that's how exactly are our jobs gonna be affected by the coronavirus crisis Um, I don't have an answer for that uh, because I'm not an economist but I read um, somewhere I I don't remember where but I read somewhere that uh, the economic consequences of the pandemic is going to be so much more impactful than the 2008 economic recession. And that's pretty scary. So I can understand um, a lot of the fears and uh, uncertainty that everyone's having. Uh, As someone who experienced the 2008 economic recession firsthand, um, I can really empathize as well. I think, uh, and I mean, like, I'll just give you a little backstory uh, to kind of get to where I'm going to talk right now, what, to kind of get to what I'm going to talk about right now, and that's, um, so I graduated from B-School in 2009 with an MBA degree, and uh, as anyone who's ever been to management school knows that when you graduate from B-School, along with your degree certificate, you graduate with um, a side of ego, and that's really what I graduated with. Uh, I thought that as soon as I finished B school with my fancy MBA I'm going to get the best job eff- the best job offers ever and um you know that's it like life said I'm going to like really uh, have that fancy job the fancy life the fancy pay package um unfortunately for me uh the year I graduated I studied in Singapore and I wanted to keep working in Singapore after I graduated, uh, which was one of the reasons I picked Singapore to, you know, pursue my MBA. And, uh, but when I graduated, there was a new ruling by the government that companies should hire only locals as much as possible because, um, the locals needed to survive in their own country. Um, so it was tough because, uh, As someone who had zero experience under my belt, even my fancy MBA degree was not enough to get me hired. Um, I thought that maybe when I came back to India, I'd have better luck because, you know, in India, an MBA is a golden ticket to the best life possible, right? So um, when I came here, I applied to a whole bunch of places. I think I must have applied to over a hundred companies. I think 95 of them didn't even reply to me um I tried really hard I think I I thought that maybe they weren't getting my email so I actually printed out hard copies of my CV and I went like from office to office and I'd like leave it at the reception and the front desk and with security and I'm like yeah can you just just give it to HR um but yeah it was like absolutely to no avail um uh, the few people who were kind enough to reply to me said that, no, you know, you don't have any work experience. We're looking for someone with work experience. And um, it was really a chicken and egg situation, I think, because um, if you're not going to hire me, how am I going to get the work experience? So that was, uh, that was a really harsh lesson in reality for me. Um, when I first started job hunting, I was looking for, you know, a really good company, a really good uh, pay package, a really good designation uh I didn't, I was unemployed for an entire year. And um, the more time passed, the lower my standards became. I was like, okay, you know, just at at one point, I'm like, I will do an internship, just hire me because I'm so tired of not working and just sitting at home. Um, finally, that is what happened. I, I did an internship and then I got a job and then things started to sort of move forward. But um, I mean, and I'm not telling you this story to scare you and be like, oh, my God, this is what's going to happen. Um, this story actually has a really happy ending. So just, you know, stay tuned. Um, so basically what happened was when I left to be school I was really confident um, in everything, in my abilities, in uh, my just as a person, I was so much more confident But that one year where I was unemployed, I think my confidence took a a real beating because I thought that I wasn't good enough. That, you know, whatever. Because I remember uh, at one place that I asked for an internship, the guy is like, oh, you're not you don't have an uh, MBA from an IAM. Um, So, you know, like your MBA is pretty worthless to me. And I, I mean, so that was like really, he was really mean, he shouldn't have said that. But, you know, it was also, like I said, a harsh lesson in reality. But, um, yeah, so I think my confidence took, yeah, my confidence was seriously affected. And um, when I continued to work, um, so firstly, the first job I took, I took at a very, very low package because I wanted, uh, I wanted the experience because that seemed to be the solution, right? Like once you have the experience, maybe people will hire you. So I took a a small job at a very small agency, um, at a very, very, uh, very low package. Um, but yeah, you know, I had a job, so I was really grateful for that. But the fact was, after you've been rejected by about a 100 companies, you re- it's really ingrained in your brain that you're not good enough. And I think I took that feeling with me uh, from interview to interview, even two, three years down the line, I would go to an interview and I, I did not know how to negotiate a salary. Like I just didn't because I was always so grateful to the company uh, for hiring me that I didn't ask them for anything. I was just like, oh my God, I just have to have a job because that feeling of, you know, being completely useless and not having work was really fresh in my mind. And um, I did an MBA in marketing and uh, so I obviously pursued a career in marketing, and uh, to be honest, I I just did it because everybody was doing it at that point, and I wanted to write, but writing came easy for me, and also I felt like I had to um, utilize this degree that I had studied for, so I didn't you know, actively pursue a career in writing, but to supplement my really, really, really sparse pay package, I had to... Uh, take up a little bit of freelance writing and even before i started working i and that that's actually how i landed my first job because i was freelancing for this magazine and then they offered to convert it into a full-time job for me so i was like okay cool uh but then i asked them for a marketing role i said i didn't want to write i wanted a marketing role but um but yeah so i would supplement um whatever i could with a little bit of freelance writing but again like i said my confidence was so low that I was getting paid peanuts to write and I just thought that was what I was worth. I I think uh, my, one, one of the gigs that I did was I was freelancing for this e-commerce jewelry company um, and this was before e-commerce had hit big. So it was one of the first uh, e-commerce companies at all and they were selling jewelry uh, and not Fancy jewelry, like proper gold jewelry, and uh, I had to write product descriptions um, for about a hundred odd products. And it was really tough because they wanted to romanticize every single product. And it's so, it would be like a pair of earrings, and on one design, the diamond would be on the right, and on the other one, it would be on the left. So, how do you? I mean, there are only so many ways that you can say one like you can just describe the design so it was really tough and it was really tiring because I would like spend my entire evening working on this and trying to figure it out and um, and then at the end of the day after doing all of that like working on it for weeks I would barely get like a grand or two grand uh, which was which was nothing really it was really nothing but I was just so grateful for it and I didn't I didn't know how to ask for more I, I didn't I, and I was scared to be honest I was really scared to ask for more even when I used to go for interviews and stuff and HR would be like okay so this is your package um, and I'd be like okay thank you uh, even though I thought that maybe I could get more I'm like no what if they take it away from me and I can't not have a job so that was uh, so that was something that really affected my confidence and I, and, and the reason I'm I'm telling you the story is because uh, I know that right now with everything that's going on a lot of people's confidence is also going to be affected and um, again I'm not some fortune teller but I'm sure that some of us are going to lose our jobs but it doesn't have to be the end of the world Um, that's really what I'm getting to it doesn't have to be the end of the world and we should be really careful to not let this affect our morale Um, because there is always a solution and if we've learned anything from the last two weeks of staying at home is that we don't really need a lot to survive and everything else that we want it's just an addition um to whatever we need so you know you don't have to have um like a six figure package to have a good life you know you can make do with what you have and I think um Let's not try to, and and this is just my advice, you can take it with a pinch of salt, but I think right now, um, survival is important, and, you know, instead of working ourselves up and thinking, oh my God, what am I going to do if I lose my job, or what am I going to do if my spouse loses their job, or, you know, how am I going to, like, take care of my kids if, you know, I don't have a job, it's okay, you'll figure it out, and if life has taught us anything, it's... we. When our survival instincts kick in, we will figure it out. We will be able to get through this. And you're not alone in this, you know. A lot of us are going to be facing this. So maybe you might not be able to afford, um, you know, like the three fancy meals outside every week and, you know, the new Zara jacket. But you will be able to have three meals on your table. You will still be able to keep the roof over your head. Um, I think it's possible. Like, it's not impossible. And I, I might be speaking from, I don't know, like, again, I'm saying like, take this with a pinch of salt because I'm just speaking from my own experience. I, I know that everyone's reality is different and people have other people depending on them and uh, they have, you know, loans to pay, etc. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm saying just try to keep a positive mindset. Um, and also, no matter what happens, don't lose your value. Of yourself like don't uh, don't don't lose uh, your sense of self-worth because I lost that I lost that for a good I think four or five years and I worked in marketing and I I wasn't completely happy because I don't think I have the aggression that it takes to survive in uh, among management students I'm the kind of, ag- not management students, I don't have the kind of aggression that most management students have, and I wanted to write, because that was my first love, but I had to let go of these preconceived notions, that this is not what I should be doing, this is not a respectable job, etc., I had to let go of all of that, and I also had to realize my worth, um, and how how I ended up realizing that was actually really funny, because i I. I was lucky i think because even though i started small um it's like the universe was looking out for me i think because i just kept getting better opportunities and i kept taking them but without demanding it you know i would just take it without if i i think i could have done so much better if i had been more demanding but i was just grateful and i just kept taking it and um eventually i i ended up moving into writing um it it happened Really by accident, and I mean I I'll talk about that at some other time because it's a really long story. But uh, I did end up writing, and uh, and then I started uh, getting better at what I do, and I kept thinking that I was worth more, but I didn't know how to ask for it because I still had that fear that I might lose it, and uh, when I uh, I was working about two two three years ago i was working in a company that it was a small startup and i really enjoyed that job i loved the team and i loved what i was doing and i loved the kind of content i was creating and uh, and i didn't expect the startup to shut but it did like about four months into the job, they said, "Okay, you know what this isn't working out, so we're gonna shut we're gonna shut shop and because it was a really small place, we didn't have like any um rules in place, so they were just like, Okay, you know here's a month's salary, and we're shutting down and that was a really um difficult period. It was really tough for me to cope because again this this huge phobia of you know what am I going to do now it was there, but I was um I I don't, I don't know, I don't really like when I look back, I'm like, I don't know what made me make this decision, but I thought I'm going to freelance to supplement uh, my, like supplement the job loss. And my key, my, my key there was like my goal, my single goal there was to survive. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to, you know, think that, okay, I'm going to save or I'm going to go on vacation. or I'm going to buy this and buy that. My only thing right now is I don't want to jump into something that I don't love because I already had experience what it's like to have a job that I love. So I'm like, I can't go back from this. So until that happens, I'm not going to take something up. And it's okay. It might take some time. It might take a couple of months. And till then I will survive. Like I will survive from month to month. I just want to be able to make enough freelancing to pay my rent to eat and that's it you know i don't need anything else for this small period of time and uh, i i that's and that's what i did and um luckily i ended up getting two uh uh two two jobs on uh what's the word for it on you know when you're so i like two permanent freelance jobs like with a uh, there's a word for it I can't think it starts with R but um, yeah so I, I ended up getting like two jobs which uh, which which was 100% uh, uh, I can't think of the word a retainer that's the word I got two jobs and a retainer which was great because then I knew that okay you know what my rent is covered and there's actually some extra left for miscellaneous stuff so I don't have to give up a lot so I ended up getting two jobs on a retainer um, and then I did a lot of other small freelance jobs at that time and when I was about two three months into it I kind of had found my rhythm and I kind of figured out um, how good I am at what I do because I was looking at what I was doing and I'm like this is pretty good stuff. And at that time, I think a little bit of my confidence had returned. A lot of it came when I started working in a job that I loved. And then it just kind of grew when I was making money on my own and realizing that I can survive without a job, which was something that was really scary for me 10 years ago. Also, my mindset was different, right? Because at that point, my mindset was, you know, management student means job. Like, you know, there's nothing else. Like, I I wasn't even in a bad place because my parents, I was staying with my parents and they would... Uh, they weren't really dependent on me or anything. So in retrospect, I wasn't really in a bad place. But I think I was really consumed by societal pressure to be a certain way. And um, so like I was saying, um, that gave me a co- the whole a retainer thing. And working as a freelancer gave me a lot of confidence. And um, and at one point, uh, I was bidding online for a project and i got it and they called me and it wasn't really the most interesting project and i wasn't really uh super keen on doing it because i was already making uh, a substantial amount just being a freelancer with all the projects i already had so i had just bid on it for fun because i didn't know like i had heard of how you can bid for projects and you might get it so i just wanted the experience of bidding and i did and when I got it, they called me and they were like, "Okay, so we'd like you on board. And how much are you gonna charge for this product, for this project?" And I was, uh, I was a bit cocky because I knew that I didn't want it, and I didn't want to say after like going through the whole bidding process, I didn't want to say no, I don't want it. So I was very cocky, and I quoted a very insane amount because I'm like, "There's no way they're gonna pay me this." Um, and the funny thing was, they said yes, and I was. I was really surprised because I'm like, I could have done this all these years. I could have done this. I could have just asked for what I wanted and the chances are I might have got it. So um, they drew up a contract and even then I couldn't believe that this happened because I'm like, no, there's absolutely no way. You You keep hearing about how freelancers have to chase after money all the time. And I'm like, yeah, you know, they're probably not going to pay me. So I'm like, you know what? Give me 50% up front. And the 50% was a really good amount. And they said, yeah, sure. And they transferred it to me. And I'm like, okay, this seems pretty legit now, you know? So um, I did the job and they did pay me for the entire thing. And that was a really big lesson for me. I- I'm not a freelancer anymore. I do have a, a permanent full-time job, which I really enjoy. Um, and I don't freelance at all anymore but I think these are lessons that I learned about how to survive and how to not lose your self-worth and what I was coming to um, after all that rambling was that yes you know some of us might end up losing our jobs some of us might find it difficult to meet ends meet when all of this is over but these last three weeks have been a lesson to us on how little we need and how we can still continue to survive and how we're all in this together and somewhere out there the universe has our back and we will get through this and nothing is forever I read a really beautiful quote um, I think by Patti Smith um, I'm I'm paraphrasing here because I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was like, you think that everything's great, and it's great for two, three years, and then one day the house of cards crumbles down, and you've got to build it up again, because you cannot get, you know, you cannot go through life with things being perfect all the time. And that's perfectly okay, I think. We don't have to have things perfectly perfect all the time. I mean, how boring would life be if we didn't have a little bit of surprises, right? So, um that's that's really it you know so if you're thinking um if you're getting scared and if you're thinking that you don't know what you're going to do without your 9 to 5 job which I don't hope you lose but in case you do uh there are so many opportunities out there figure out I mean I think everything usually happens for a reason and we don't understand the lesson immediately but two three years down the line we have this aha moment where we're like oh so yeah that is why this happened so, um, yeah, I think that's, that's really something that we should consider and, you know, when, when things get tough, if they do get tough, um, I'm going to give you a couple of tips that I learned being a freelancer because I think that we all have a talent that maybe it's innate in some of us, maybe it's um, more out there in some of us, but we all have the means of survival, we all have a talent that we can turn into a business opportunity if we ever need to. Um, It can be as simple as if you're good at cooking, you can uh, join um, things like with locals and open out and authentic cook and host meals at home, host cooking classes at home. If you're good at uh, giving tours, if you're a good people person, you might use this time to, you know, uh, give tours of your city to foreigners and tourists. And um, if you're an IT guy, maybe you can have online classes or you know there, there's so much we can do and that's great you know with the power of technology with uh, social media we there are a lot of tools at our disposal to make things uh, become bigger and I think right now uh, before we get worried before we get really worked up just remember you know breathe and whatever happens happens and um, take it as a lesson and Just think survival. Don't expect to have the lifestyle you used to lead, And that's okay. It's okay. Things will get better. Things will always get better. So, yeah, I mean, so just a couple of tips um, from my days as a freelancer. If you are a writer, this might work for you. Um, If you are a designer, this could also maybe work for you. Otherwise, just, you know, take what you need and leave the rest. But the first thing is that, it's, um, it's normal to get desperate and want to take up everything that comes your way, but don't. Because when you, when you um, overwhelm yourself and put too much on your plate, you get resentful. Um, and you don't do a good job and you're constantly tired. So take things that seem to work for you at the moment. Um, take how much ever you can do without overstretching yourself. So uh, one thing that I learned was that I took projects which paid better. And not many people want to pay. I'm being really honest because um, as a writer, I realized that sometimes people just wanted the work done. They didn't really care about quality. So there is some. There is always going to be someone else who would do the job at half the price that I'm charging. And that's okay. Leave those jobs because if you don't feel like you're getting uh, adequately compensated for your time, you're not going to enjoy it and you're going to be resentful and it's just going to wreak like a whole havoc on your mental health your emotional health your physical well-being so just don't pick a couple of things if if you're lucky and you can find like how i found two retainers that would be great or even just one retainer which you know if the retainer is enough to cover your rent or your emi payments etc that would be perfect because you you know that that much uh, that you don't have to worry about the basics so yeah try, try doing that try bidding for projects abroad because um uh, Dollars can go a long way in India, so that's that's something you can do uh, if you're doing that. Otherwise, uh, use technology at your disposal. You know, create uh, online classes, charge a nominal fee, uh, try to build an audience with that if you can, if you want to. Uh, and lastly, know your worth. I mean, really, just know your worth. Um, don't don't settle for less than what you're. Um, but if you think you're really good at something, you probably are. And don't let anyone else tell you otherwise. Just go for it and you know, figure it out. And things will work out. It's always darkest before the dawn. So don't overthink. Don't get overwhelmed. We're all in this together and we're going to find a way to get through this. Um, you can always um, you know, reach out to me or leave a question if you... Um, if you have any more questions on this and i'll try my best to answer i i'm not saying i know everything but i will try to give you my perspective and yeah hopefully things will get better so until next time stay home stay safe bye